Hi, and welcome to ProPrac. I'm Kira Brukurek. And I'm Nicole Breeden. You're listening to How Are You Today, a spin-off series where we call an artist and check in with how coronavirus is affecting them and ask them to share their worries and their hopes for the future. Hello. Hi, Lara. Hey. Hey, how are you today? Not too bad, but also very tired. Yeah. How are you guys today? <laughs> Doing okay, but it is definitely it's afternoon. It's the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. I was wondering if you could share if you have been affected by COVID-19, either personally, professionally, in your practice, or in any other ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, I, I definitely have been affected uh, personally and professionally in my practice, um, even academically in my studies. I've had mm. to take leave. I'm doing my master's at the moment. Um, and I've had to take leave because it's um, become reasonably impossible for me to progress mm-hmm. at this point, which is um, easing up now, which is which is good. Um yeah, so I lost access to my studio um, and it just became, I've had like pretty much all my shows this year delayed. Mm. I think thankfully none cancelled, which is really great because I know a lot of people that have had shows cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, so really my practice has been put on hold and um, in a sort of selfish way, my own, I guess, uh like outlet for you know my emotions and um, interest and stuff has also been put on hold and that's had a, a mm-hmm. effect on me personally um, and as well as a lot of responsibility um, uh, just in my family dynamic uh, with there being a pandemic and with me um, you know not having uh, my studies or my practice to sort of continue with I'm I'm the one who's free now. And mm. so I've had a huge increase in responsibilities in terms of um, like taking care of my family and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's um, that kind of adjusting to family dynamics, but also like uh, just how much pressure is being put on individuals for to provide care um, in all different ways for their family that might not be seen is really kind of apparent at the moment and how um how much that is you know a part of our lives and maybe in the arts it doesn't get seen or like it's Mm. you know you show up to Mm. galleries and you're kind of expected to have just been in your studio or you know making work but I feel like there's now kind of more of a visibility of our other obligations and our other um, other aspects of our lives being being more visible, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Um, you've just mentioned that everything's kind of been put on hold, but have you kind of taken up any other projects, um, not not just artistically, but in any other kind of aspects while we've been in isolation? No. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like essentially, just my my life's at the moment, pretty much I wake up and I cook and I clean and I take care of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I might, you know, play some games on my phone and <laughs> watch mm-hmm. Netflix and stuff. Um, but I've been unable, I suppose, mentally and also it, uh, 
of course, because of um, responsibilities, uh, been, a- been able to, like, take up anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I sort of feel a bit... Um, I'd feel a bit strange taking up a project or working on something that isn't my practice just because, like... Um, yeah. Because I'm unable to do so, it sort of feels like I'm cheating on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you have a, a kind of time period that you think you might, when you may be able to return to study, or is it um, really up in the air at the moment for you? Um. Thankfully, it's it's looking like within the next couple of weeks or a month that I can sort of start using my studio again and like resume. But I feel like it, it's going to take. It, there'll be again an adjustment period of getting back into the swing of things. Is, has the institution been fairly supportive, do you think, in um, transitioning, you know, to what's been happening with all of the students and, and you as well? I mean, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, so the institution that I'm in, which I have absolutely no problem naming, I go to Monash. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I know that there are other universities um not all of them, of course, but there are other universities that sort of extended everybody's master's um, or PhD, like postgrads. They extended it and extended scholarships and financial support mm. just automatically yeah. for like three three months. Um, and we were told we can take leave, yeah, which is fine, and that's mm. what I did. But mm. um, taking leave meaning like you're not allowed to continue with study. Yeah. which, I mean, I'm un- unable to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, you know, any scholarship support uh, is also cut off, um, which is particularly bad during yeah. these times, of uh-huh. course, when, like, freelance gigs I might have had um, just aren't really, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've been, like, I get emails every week, like, about stuff, but but, like, in terms of, like, on action, like on the floor, mm-hmm. actual ground sort of change. Uh, like the campus was shut down and like, so there was pretty much not like, it's not that there was no support, but there was no, there was nothing useful for me personally that they were offering. What has your routine? Um, I mean, yeah, you mentioned that there's been a lot of changes to obviously not going to uni day to day, but have you... Has there been any other kind of changes to your routine while you've been in isolation? Yeah. So, but it, but then again, taking away going to studio, it's not that different. <laughs> I, I already sort of, you know, was a bit of a shut in anyway. Um, <laughs> but even so, uh, even just, I sort of realized that though I might be, um, uh, you know, quite introverted and, need to take people in doses it's insane the amount of of socialization at least subconsciously I was getting by just going on the train or something like that like just being around people yeah Mm, yeah I've been thinking about that a lot as well because I can be incredibly introverted and go for weeks without kind of socializing with friends but um I get that socialization from being on a train or going to the supermarket or um you know those random bumping into people on your way somewhere that fulfills my kind of level my need for socialization and having that removed 
it's kind of like a weird starvation that I hadn't experienced before um, and realised that like maybe I need to be a little bit more proactive in like where I do seek socialization from and maybe I can be a little bit more intentional about like spending that time in the future with a friend rather than kind of um, somebody eating a bag of chips on the train or sniffing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like sniffing for 45 minutes during your commute. Oh. Yeah. Um, nobody wants that. Absolutely. I've been, yeah, like I'm like, oh, wow, I need to rethink interact with people I suppose I've also just on that note had a lot of existentialism about being an artist Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah we've had a we've had a few guests that have yeah shared that experience of and yeah certainly we've talked about it as well this has been a, a really intense period of reflection on like what art is for and what it does and what 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 is the purpose and what does it provide for people and for us as well um yeah this time has um I suppose really made me question a lot and sort of put into perspective what is needed and I know like it, mm. as in in the world but I mean Obviously, we're a, you know, we're not, like, we're in a, a, a fairly, like, we're a, a first world society. Mm. <laughs> um, and, like, you know, we have that room for, you know, entertainment and arts and mm-hmm. the things that are, you know, not needed, quote unquote. Um, yeah. But I suppose as a, so I'm a, I live with um, chronic health conditions and, I'm immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. And so the past week, actually, I've been sort of um, taking the train a little bit to, to get to appointments because my doctors finally will start to see me in real life and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know, I'm so, I, it's sort of really put into perspective, like also <laughs> there's all this affordance that now we are giving to people in health-compromised situations. Um, or, or there are some, at least things put in place, um, to help these, to those people, or even, um, people that are on Centrelink. Now there's an actual livable wage, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's so upsetting that this was always possible, but it took this horrible event to trigger all of that. And I feel like when this goes back, I don't want, I don't want the world to stay the same I, I want it to change and I, I don't know if it will and I don't know if, if I'll feel the same and I do have um interestingly a, a, a bit of anger um as being like I don't know like oh now you guys care it's interesting to see that with what's happened it took basically middle class white Australians to be in danger for the government to do anything. <laughs> I mean, look, you're absolutely right. You know, yeah. like it, it was when normal, good, hardworking Australian citizens, quote unquote, you know, to, yeah, yeah. to, be, to be in a place where they might, um, you know, lose everything that they have um, for the government to just immediately throw down everything and, mm-hmm. and, and run to their aid, whereas everybody else can be very easily forgotten. Yeah, I think anger is a yeah. really valid Absolutely. Um, emotion and expression to have around this because there's a lot of people that have not been seen for a very long time and yeah. never been seen and never been brought into the, let alone allowed to have a part in the conversation about um how we live as a society and 
I think people can be angry and should be angry. And yeah, I think what you just said as well, I'm really kind of scared as we kind of reemerge that things are going to go back to quote unquote normal. And I don't, I don't yeah. want it to go back to how it was. And I don't, cause it didn't serve a lot of people. Exactly. It wasn't working before. And, yeah. and this pandemic has made us realize that it wasn't actually working. Yeah. So we need to change that. I just, I, do not trust this government to necessarily do that. I mean, mm -hmm. we can try, like, on a mm -hmm. grassroots level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's sort of already something that um, I, I'd like to uh, explore in my practice as, you know, as as best I can. But, mm -hmm. I mean, but, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. There needs to be systemic change. Like, I'm, I'm quite sort of hopeless in the, in, the, in the way that I'm like, well, I can do what I can and, you know, the artists can do what they can, but like, yeah. how much change is it actually going to make? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not very hopeful for the future, to be honest. Um, we, I mean, we will ask you anyway because we want to give everybody <laughs> the opportunity to think about what they might, you know, be grateful for or hopeful for at this time. Um, is there anything that you would like to share that you're feeling, you know, positive about? Okay, so two things. So first of all, the, the visibility that, although small and, you know, a bit late, the visibility that, um, you know, working class, people of colour, people that are immunocompromised or disabled, um, like that, the slight sort of realisation that, like, hang on, this wasn't working for them. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that is, that is like slowly, that is definitely being noticed at mm -hmm. least. Um, so that's a positive. And I think also, maybe not all art institutions, but a, a, a lot of art institutions I, I feel have um, been quite generous um, when when they're able to. I know like so many lost funding, mm -hmm. which like was heartbreaking. But like a, a few of the institutions I have uh, shows with, they, they were like, we are happy to honour your fee like now if you need it. Mm -hmm. um, don't worry, your show's not going to be cancelled. It'll just be delayed and like, you know, we're going to support you through this kind of thing. Um, and so that, that's been really positive. And I suppose maybe um, the conversation around artists having a like livable wage and um, I don't know, like, like steadier employment and stuff, at least like, because so many casual arts workers also lost their jobs. Um, and so at, uh, it's sad that I had to take that tragedy, but at least it's like, maybe in the forefront of so many people's minds because now they're affected. Mm -hmm. And so, like, sadly, sometimes it takes, uh, like, a person personally being affected to, to sort of realise the big picture. It's sort of exposed a little bit those, um, the classism in arts, which I don't think is spoken about anywhere near yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but mm -hmm. it's, it's almost levelled everybody off, which is horrible, but... Mm -hmm. um, exactly the conversation is starting and yeah there really has been a great outreach of supports like with the um like the quick response grants and things like that yeah yeah, yeah and even I think the Turner Prize announced this week in the UK that we're going to divide the prize mm -hmm. and yeah. I think that that's a turning of institutions recognizing that artists don't want to be in competition with each other and they don't want to have to be like fighting for the glory they like want to actually just live and make their work and like be in a community oh my God. <laughs> yeah 
Absolutely. And just sort of just quickly, and I've, I've got to, you know, plug my agenda, of course. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, I feel like people of colour artists are pitted against each other. Like, they mm-hmm. can only be, like, artists in general already pitted yeah. against each other. But then it's like, okay, there can only be one, like, Arab Muslim female artist, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. okay, that's my pigeonhole, and I've got to fight for that. But I don't want to... I want to uplift my fellow people of colour, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully that can change. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a really big stride to take. Mm. Laura, do you have a website um, or Instagram or both that you would like to share for our audience to follow you if they don't already? Sure. I do have an Instagram. So it's just my name, Lara Chalmers Artist with, like, underscores in between. Mm-hmm. Um yeah cool. follow me if you if you want <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and share with us what's been going on in your life thanks so much for having me <laughs> all right thanks bye we respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded and pay respect to elders past present and emerging and the elders of the land on which this podcast reaches you on today We extend that respect to all First Nations people listening and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. How Are You Today has been generously supported by the City of Melbourne's Quick Response Grants. Follow us at ProPrac Podcast on Instagram or email us at propracpod at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Please stay in touch. We'd love to hear what you're up to as well.